This program is brought to you by Jim Humble's MMS. It's been a few years since we sold MMS, so I have great news. I'm happy to report that MMS is back on the Veritas store or at gotmms.com. We have found a new supplier that meets all our quality standards. All of our MMS Miracle mineral products are made using the Jim Humble specifications using high-quality EPA-registered sodium chloride made in the USA. Go to the Veritas store or gotmms.com for all your MMS needs. Don't delay. I don't know how long we'll be able to keep it on our website. Make your purchase today at gotmms.com or the Veritas store. Thank you. you always had the answers you were never given the place to seek the truth welcome to Veritas communism in terms of crude numbers must be reckoned the most lethal ideology ever devised by human intelligence the Atlantic slave trade killed 10 million people the Nazis killed maybe 17 million people communism killed 100 million people. So why is it acceptable to wear a Che Guevara t-shirt now? Why isn't that in the same moral category as wearing an Adolf Hitler t-shirt or an Osama bin Laden t-shirt? There is a socialist undercurrent growing in this country. Why am I so passionate in bringing this out in my own non-political platform? Because my family lived through it. And I know the signs and many are now living through it today. And even though we have the media and images emanating from those places, warning us on a daily basis, we have professors infecting our youth with this ideology. This cancer is being harvested in our colleges and universities. The idea of socialism is being glorified, in fact, glamorized to young people. Socialism hasn't worked in the last 100 years despite 100 failed experiments. It's a disastrous ideology and a national security threat. The goal of socialism is communism. The problem with socialism is that you eventually run out of other people's money. Socialism is a philosophy of failure, the creed of ignorance, and the gospel of envy. Its inherent virtue is the equal sharing of misery. I am tired of hearing what is politically correct. I want to see more of what is morally correct. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at Veritas Radio. If you want to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. I always love to hear from you. And to tell us more, tonight's special guest is a Veritas veteran and friend, Dr. Brooks Agnew. Dr. Agnew is a scientist, engineer, radio host, a modern-day John Galta, and six-time Amazon best-selling author. His latest book is titled Charm of Favor, a true story of the rise of the Clinton crime syndicate. And we have a more comprehensive bio on our website. His website is x2-radio.com or xsquaredradio.com. Dr. Brooks Agnew joins us directly from Dallas, Texas. Hello, Brooks, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? 
Wow, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Great to have you back. It's been probably about six years. Feels longer than that. But lately, I've seen a lot of your posts. And this whole socialism meme that's out there, thats it's really capturing a lot of ground. I don't know why, but I wanted to bring you here because you're one of the smartest people I know. And, you know, you can enlighten us as to what is really transpiring here. Well, you kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, a lot of people don't realize this. They, they would if they read the book. But uh, the, the world was ruled for about 5,000 years by one man. Now, I mean, not one man living 5,000 years, but I mean, one monarch usually ran the whole planet. If it was an emperor or a king. And it was pretty much that way until 1776, when a group of men sat down and said, look, we already know what the future is laid out before us. We're reading it right here in the Bible. Let's choose another future. Let's choose to build a new country. We can start fresh here, an ocean away from the strongest king in the world. We can make a nation based on unalienable rights, rights that come from God. We can make a government that is actually ruled by the people instead of the other way around. We can put safeguards in place to prevent the government from doing anything that it's not allowed to do. And so that's what they said about doing. Well, of course, we fought a revolutionary war over it. And uh, the journey is kind of divided on why the colonialists actually won that war against the most powerful Navy, the most well-trained and well-funded army in the world. But we did. And for 242 years, that force out there that, that ruled the world for all those millennia has wanted it back. And they have tried to defeat America several different ways. But America isn't just a land. America is a people, one people, multiple colors, multiple religions, multiple creeds, multiple languages, but one people. We act like one people. We become Americans when you come here. There's, there's something that, that frees up in the soul when you get to grow something and keep what you grow. Or if you want to change from being a, a baker to being a doctor, or you want to change from being a, uh, a house painter to a philosopher, you can do that. You can do anything you set your mind to in this, in this country. That is not the way the world was set up 242 years ago. Now, it's interesting. You see this, this government you talked about creeping into into power in 1933. It happened before that, actually. Just a few years after the country went through the Revolutionary War and the Constitutional Convention in 1787, it did not take long, about 30 years, and two political parties kind of began to coagulate. One was called the Anti-Federalists, and the other was called the Whigs. Well, the Anti-Federalists in 1848 decided to establish 
a political party called the Democrat Party. It didn't take them but five years to put together a system of taxation called a tariff of abominations. And what they did is they used our own system of government to use the population of the northern states to overpower the less populated southern states and force taxes upon them, just like King George had on the colonies. He taxed everything that went in, everything that went out, and it was the same thing with these anti-federalists, these Democrats against the South. And they ended up breaking the South. The South could not find redress. They couldn't go to Congress, no matter how many speeches they made, no matter how many bills they introduced. Congress would just overrule them, and they never got anything done. So they said, well, we've had enough. So they put together a system and uh, letters of grievance, and they filed them in Congress, and they said, that's it. We're out of here. And by the way, those letters looked almost exactly like the same letters that the 13 colonies had filed against King George just a few years before. Well, Lots of arguments over what went on during the Civil War, but the bottom line is this. The Southern states were forced by force. A million Americans died, and they were forced back into the, into the Union. Ever since then, and I'm talking since 1863, the Democrats have ruled this country. They've controlled Congress. They've controlled the Senate. And there's not one single year in the entire history of the United States when the Republicans have had 60 votes in the Senate. That's how much control they've had. Now, the issue is that you can trace the genealogy of these presidents all back to one family, all, all of them, until now. In 2016, they were putting the final nails in a bridge that would let the socialists, and I don't mean just socialism, I mean the socialists, into our country to take it over from top to bottom. You mentioned you know, socialism being the, the, the doctrine of you know, darkness. It is, but not for the socialists. For the socialists, it's the greatest thing since, I mean, unbelievable. You're talking more money than than 10 men could spend in a hundred lifetimes. More luxury, more power, more appetite than you could imagine. For the people living under socialism, it is poverty, devastation, ignorance, and death. So you're exactly right. It's equality of misery, basically. Well, that's exactly right, because there's no upward mobility. There's no chance for anybody to to climb out. And you can see it very clearly in the young and the ignorant. Look at look at uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. She very innocently stands up and says, look, socialism's great. It's only going to take, what, two, three, ten trillion dollars to have what we want? The rich have this. They have this. We could just take it from them, and we'd have free health care and free education. Well, you know what it'd be worth if it was free? Nothing. But uh, the point is that she doesn't get it. She doesn't understand what 
socialism is like. But we bought into it. Absolutely, we bought into it. You mentioned uh, 1933 and when Roosevelt was president. Roosevelt became president. He was the governor of New York. And uh, we'd just gone through the crash of 1929. The globalists had dried up the money supply and forced the Roaring Twenties to a grinding halt, which actually crashed the entire world. Yeah, by calling the loans. Yeah, they were clever about it. Because what they did is they not only collapsed the money supply, but they also collapsed the wage and price tables. So there were basically only two classes. One was in poverty, and the other was a billionaire. But the billionaire had the best of all possible worlds because prices were so cheap they could buy steamships for a dime and entire city blocks for a few dollars. And that's exactly what they did. So when Roosevelt came to power, one of the things that he could not get done was anything using our system of government. So what did he emulate? Well, he emulated fascism. He loved Mussolini. He emulated Mussolini. In fact, Mussolini and Roosevelt shared so many ideas that they they literally emulated each other. And Roosevelt made no bones about it. He liked fascism. He instilled fascism in this country. And fascism, for people that are listening, don't know what that means. This is a corporate government. This is where government is in place for two reasons. One is to provide a never-ending flow of underwriting so that corporations can take risks. The other is to use laws and regulations to prevent anyone from competing against them. That's fascism. So, and that's that's what they had set up. It worked so well that we were able to fund, you know, two global wars, but uh, uh, the crazy thing about it is that um, they began to put what I call the agency government together. We went from 13 or 14 cabinet positions, 14 agencies, to now today we have 605 agencies. And they write our laws, they assess our taxes, they assess our fees, they put enforcement actions together, they control our commerce, our communications, our speech, but there's one problem. We have no representation at all in that government. And that is the purest definition of tyranny. That is what Roosevelt set up. So essentially, this corporation operates like any other. They have a president, a treasurer, a board of directors, and so on. And our vote means nothing. They basically choose that person to be the next puppet. Yeah, and in case people are doubting that, all you have to do is pick a hearing. Pick, Pick any hearing you want. Senatorial hearing, a congressional hearing, a joint hearing, any of the hearings you want. Watch it for a week. You will see witnesses and and people that they subpoena coming in and speaking before Congress and speaking before the Senate. You've watched the FBI totally thumb their noses at Congress. We've seen <laughs> like attorney, Yeah, we've seen attorneys general say, contempt of Congress, you guys gotta be kidding me. I'm gonna run for president in three years 
There's nothing you can do about it. Contempt of Congress. Hillary. They laugh. Yeah, right. Exactly. Eric Holder. Just and and they have no power if they subpoena you and you say, you know what? Uh, I think I'm going to go walk the dog. Yeah, I think that's pretty important. My dog needs me. You don't have to go, and there's nothing they can do about it. They can't arrest you. They can't fine you. They can't sue you. They can't get a judgment against you. Congress is powerless. But the agencies, the agencies are very, very powerful. The Environmental Protection Agency can bring an entire multi-billion dollar corporation to its knees. 1933, as you're mentioning that year, the gold confiscation. You probably heard about it during the FDR's time. It was a bailout of the Federal Reserve. Why do you think this happened? Well, when you had the uh, the uh, money supply collapse, the money supply was created, but it was also backed uh, by gold. Every Every dollar was backed by silver and gold Great. in those days. And so when the money supply was collapsed, the only thing you had left were hard assets. But the problem is the hard assets could not be a system of exchange. You couldn't, you know, trade a farm for a road, for instance. You just it, there was no system of exchange. The only system of exchange was actual currency. So what uh, Roosevelt decided to do was to pull all of the actual value behind the money into government ownership. I mean, they gathered up all the coins for sure, but they also went after rings and, you know, nuggets and even gold mines. They took whole mines over because they wanted the hard assets as part of the government, but they also wanted to keep private industry from getting their hands on those assets. You know, you recall a, a, a novel that Frank L. Baum put out called The Wizard of Oz. I mean, I was read that story as a, chill, as a child. Lots of people have seen the movies. And I ask people today, so tell me, what color were Dorothy's slippers? What do you think they answer? Was it red? Yeah, they say, oh, they were red. They were ruby slippers. That's not true. In Frank Albaum's book, the shoes were silver. They were silver because Frank Albaum had written a satire on populism. There was a populist president, and his name was William Cohen Bryant, who was a serial perpetual, a serial presidential candidate, and he was represented by the cowardly lion in the in the movie. But the Tin Man was the industrial uh, North. The straw man was, you know, the farming south, uh, the wicked witch of the east, the wicked witch of the west. They all had different analogs in industry. But the slippers were silver because we had been taken off the silver standard. And what William Cullen Bryant was trying to do was get the country back on the silver standard because he knew removing that value from the backing of the silver certificate dollar was going to lead to our demise by fiat currency. That's why he said, just click your heels together three times and we can go back to Kansas. 
Well, I think the Federal Reserve has more power than our own executive branch. When you look at what happened in 1933, do you think? Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.